Hello, and welcome to episode four of Pick a Van Sout Movie Review. If you've listened to my previous podcasts, there's three in total so far, then thank you. And if you've subscribed or shared and commented, uh, thank you for that also. Anybody who hasn't done that, please do so. It helps this podcast move along. And yeah, it will make a movie geek very happy. So like I said, if you've not done that, just take the click of a button and you can always uh, unfollow or unsubscribe. So, yep, please do that. So I'm going to be talking about a film from 1980 directed by Alvin Rakoff. It's a horror film and its subgenre is probably Possession. And this film is called Death Ship. It stars seasoned actors Richard Krenner from the Rambo films and George Kennedy from the Naked Gun films. Now, I haven't seen many possession films upon ships, but the ones I have seen uh, that did involve ships are like Ghost Ship and Triangle were very good. I enjoyed those. And there's also been like, you know, films like Deep Blue Sea and Deep Rising, which are great fun. But this one, I don't know if it's because of the time it was out. It tries to be a good film, you know, a good possession film, but it starts off very fast and there's no real tension from the off goal, you know, from the, the two ships colliding with each other. It's no build up. And I just felt that it continued forward like that. You know, it, it never had no real ongoing malevolent tension to make you feel like they were constantly under threat. That's what I got from it. But with the caliber of the Central Two, who are really good actors, Krenner and Kennedy, and the possession theme, it does hold your interest throughout its running time, which uh, which is good. I didn't find myself switching it off. Now, I'd say this is a creepy film in places, and the scenes that are creepy come in the second half of the film. And there's a scene involving a meat locker, which uh, Richard Krenner and his family find. And it's quite a tense scene as Krenner works his way through the frozen bodies in the meat locker. Uh, to get some life jackets for him and his family. You always have that feeling that one of the frozen bodies is going to open their eyes. You know, it's going to give you that inevitable jump scare. But I'll leave that to you, uh, the viewer, to see if that happens or not. And there's also the part where they find the torture chamber on the ship so you get the uh you get the general gist then of what the ship was in the past i mean you kind of have an idea anywhere because of what's been happening during the film but yeah they walk into this kind of room and it's a torture chamber and it it almost feels like auschwitz the, the concentration camp on water with this room. 
He does really have a, a sense of that. And we all know what a horrible piece of history that was. Uh, so just think gold teeth, pocket watches and other personal belongings that they find uh, amongst these uh, torture devices that were used to torture these innocent people. The film does have quite a claustrophobic feel to it, um, especially when we see the passengers walking or running along the narrow passageways of the ship. Uh, this is accompanied by doors slamming behind them and lights going out, etc. But it becomes more claustrophobic when George Kennedy and his kind of Nazi uniform that he's uh, inherited because he's possessed by the old Nazi captain of the ship. He starts walking along the um, the passageways and because he's such a big, intimidating figure, it almost feels like the, the corridors uh, are closing in on the, the other passengers. So, yeah, it's like I said, it does have a claustrophobic feel which uh, is one of the bonus points of it really and I think that's down to the direction as well it's always uh, handy if you've got a director who knows how to get um, the best out of small spaces or narrow spaces whatever and make them look different on screen and I think he does that with this Now, we know that old horror films, especially the 70s and 80s, and even the 90s, really, uh, was showered with... That's not a pun, by the way, for what's coming up. <laughs> showered with uh, nudity scenes from women. And this one is no exception, and it is provided by Victoria Bugoin as Laura. And... Uh, she's getting down to the business on the old love boat with Nick Mancuso, who also plays his namesake, Nick, in the film. And, yeah, after after they've finished, she heads off into the shower, and it's this, like, it's really tight cubicle, tight rectangular cubicle, and instead of water, it eventually starts producing blood out of the shower head. And, yeah... Her reaction is an overreaction, to say the least. She starts banging on all uh, walls in the cubicle, uh, frantically, really frantically banging. And <laughs> there's the worst rescue attempt by the character Nick. He's, I don't, I think he tries to hit the glass with someone, but he hits it with such minimal force it was never going to break. So he just leaves it there and decides to go and get help at the other side of the ship. So he's going to leave her there for quite a while, which we do see on screen. But it just keeps showing her, you know, banging on the walls and screaming and screaming until she actually falls down in a in a heap, you know, carrying in the corner. And I kind of keep, and I kind of watched it. And even though it's an interesting scene, it kind of gets drawn out and drags on too long. And I kind of think that, you know, it's you, you get the feeling it's one of them scenes where, yeah, we'll just uh, we'll see how long we can uh, 
get the actress to stand there nude uh, for the audience. <laughs> That's the kind of impression I got because uh, she is full frontal nudity. And uh, yeah, I know there's uh, people who like scenes like that and uh, it kind of comes in hand with uh, films like these. So yeah, I just thought I'd mention that like in, in more story films. I will say this about Nick Mancuso, though, he plays Nick. When he starts to see things, you know, when he's running about half naked, because he runs about for half of the film without his top off. So <laughs> uh, when he does start seeing things and realising what the ship is all about, he, it does affect his his mental health, and he, he kind of starts going a bit uh, stir-crazy. And there's a scene between him and Kennedy were, I think he knocks him into the water. It's like a pit uh, in the middle of the uh, the liner where they did the fishing with the big net. So he kind of ends up in there and he's got this fear on his face um, that he's going to obviously die. And he just genuinely, genuinely looks scared. It's it's overacting. You could say he's hamming it up, but it's good overacting. You generally feel that his character is scared. So we'll get to my bloody hell bit. And even though there's a few in films like these, and yeah, this isn't short of a few, there's one that stood out for me, and it comes in about, I think it's about the 15-minute mark, and it involves Saul Arubinek as Jackie. And he's been in films such as uh, Unforgiven, directed by Clint Eastwood. He plays the um, the journalist who uh, interviews Gene Atman in that. So, yeah, he, <laughs> they're not, they haven't been on the Nazi warship long. And they're, they're exploring the deck. And he gets hooked by well, hook, and it grabs him by the legs and wraps around him the rope, and it starts dangling him up by a crane, and it dangles him over the edge. But it's so prolonged from the middle of the deck to uh, being dangled over the side that you, you just feel like one of the characters who are like underneath him or could have got to him, you know, and pulled him on, just, just got him loose, but they kind of just stand there and <laughs> let it happen. <laughs> Until he's like, eventually, unfortunately, dunked in the water. So you get an early idea about what the boat is because it like it dunks him under for a short period, then it brings him up for a, and then dunks him under again. So you get the the feeling it's a torture ship. But yeah, I just thought it was a bit laughable that scene, and uh, yeah, I'm sure his um his peers could have done something better to <laughs> keep him alive, but. There you go. He bit it in good fashion. Overall, this is not the best film I've seen upon a ship, and it's not the worst film I've seen upon a ship. And it's not as fun as, say, films like Deep Blue Sea and Deep Rising. But I think it could be generally on par with Ghost Ship. Um... It's got its memorable moments, but it does lag in places like that. But it's nowhere near like a film like Triangle, you know, the originality of that film. 
and uh, like the ambiguity that that film leaves you with is uh, yeah on a different level. But I would say that yeah, like it falls a tad flat in places, and some of um, the reveals could have done with coming much earlier on. Uh, for example, like when they find the torture room and things like that. And I also found that the voice in the captain's head, which is accompanied by a kind of, I don't know, see-through figure in front of his his, his face, that became tiresome uh, too soon. So, yeah. Uh, I, overall, I'd give it about a five, five and a half out of ten. But, yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. And, uh, like I said, you you could watch worse films on ships. So, yeah, I would recommend it. Now, to finish with a little fact for you, when the crew of the ocean liner picks up the echo of the approaching ghost ship and not on the radar, the close-up of the ship's radar imagery is a reverse image video clip of the fog-covered Skull Island, which is taken from 1976's King Kong, starring Jeff Bridges and Jessica Lange. Lang, I think, or Lange. <laughs> so there you go. There's a bit of a fact for you. So, yeah, that's uh, all I've got to say about that film. Um, like I said at the beginning, if you've not subscribed... Uh, then please do. It would make me so happy, and it would be a big help to my podcast. And if you if you could share as well and comment, that would be great. I'm always open to discussing uh, what I've spoken about on uh, the podcast, and I'm sure we can have some good discussions about it. So until the next episode, I will say, fans out.